Hi, all you wonderful scuba divers out there. Welcome to the Scuba Diver Magazine podcast. I'm Mark, a former dive instructor. Let's talk about scuba diving. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see all your smiling faces out there. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, the first bit of news is that uh, that we just had a baby. So, um, yeah, everyone's everyone's happy and healthy. But if you do see me suddenly get um, like looking really tired or um, or suddenly aging in the videos, that's probably why. Now, everyone's happy and healthy, but... Um, yeah, just thought you wonderful people might like to know. Looking at scuba diving news, so the big news last week was about Adventures with Purpose. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I think most people know about the situation, um, but if you don't, uh, one of the, I think, founding members did something very, very horrible that I'm not going to talk about on this channel uh, years and years ago. I think it was back in the 90s. And I think at this point, most of the team members are starting to leave or have already left. So, um, yeah, you might start to see a decline in the, um, the videos being produced by them. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Uh, so I don't have to think about what actually happened. But moving on to other news. Scuba divers have discovered remnants from the Challenger shuttle disaster, but they weren't actually looking for it. So this is divers who are shooting for a documentary uh, looking for the wreckage of a World War II aircraft. They were searching the ocean floor, as you do as scuba divers, and they effectively stumbled across a remnant from the Challenger space shuttle, which exploded in uh, 1986. So the divers were exploring off the east coast of Florida and they came across this small piece which was partially buried in the seabed and when they analysed it, they were looking at it, they, they figured, well, this isn't the World War II aircraft that we're looking for, it is far too modern. Um, they ended up contacting NASA because of these like eight-inch square tiles that were very recognisable. NASA leaders viewed the footage of the discovery and confirmed that it was indeed a piece of the um, the space shuttle. So the History Channel documentary that's going to be depicting the discovery of the Challenger remnant is scheduled to air on Tuesday the 22nd of November. It's part of a Bermuda Triangle piece but it is going to cover this uh, it was found outside of the Bermuda Triangle so stop with your conspiracy theories already it was off the uh, the uh, Florida's space coast which is well northwest of the Bermuda Triangle um, and NASA is currently considering what additional actions it may take regarding the, uh, the remnant to properly honor the legacy of the Challenger's fallen astronauts and the families who love them. Um, they're, they're trying to decide whether to leave it where it is or, um, or yeah, remove it, restore it or do something. Um, but yeah, we'll find out. But yeah, if you uh, head over to the History Channel, on uh, on Tuesday the 22nd of uh, November this um, this episode should air news coming out of the united kingdom the ocean conservancy uh, conservation charity ghost fishing uk has officially teamed up with the award winning innovation ocean plastic pots um, in the first like recycling initiative of its kind here in the uk so how it works is uh, the, the the charity itself, Ocean Plastic Pots, it was a saturation deep sea diver who, uh, who came up with this idea to effectively take lost ghost gear 
and just fishing lines and ropes and all that kind of stuff and turn it into plant pots effectively because the material itself is really tough it's good in both indoor and outdoor um, like scenarios placements so it can be placed anywhere and yeah they're, they're really tough and they're quite bright and modern so a, a quite a nice um, scuba diving christmas gift idea if you're struggling to find something for a, um, a scuba diver out there maybe a um, an ocean pl uh, plastic plant that's a really hard phrase to say an ocean plastic plant pot um but yeah, so the, the charity consists entirely of volunteers, most of whom are obviously scuba divers who give, give up their free time to survey uh, and recover lost ghost gear or lost fishing gear. Despite several initiatives on the continent in, in Europe, there's there's not really too much here in the uh, in the UK. We of course have ghost fishing who collect it, but then to actually turn it into something, I mean, there's um, there's brace nets out of I want to say Germany. Um, I just got another um, brace net and just by chance they're um, Papa Hanaomoku Akia um, brace net. But actually here in the UK, there's not a huge amount, but now of course, yeah, we have ocean plastic pots. So the uh, the charity trustee, Christine Gosart, came across um, Ali Mitchell at work and the idea just kind of grew basically. And they're basically involved in salvaging tons of plastic pieces from around the coast of Scotland mainly. And then they effectively, yeah, just turn it into plant pots and not just boring old plant pots you get very modern designs and very vibrant colors and because each of them is unique you get this unique pattern um, to the actual plant pot through the just production um, process but yeah lots of different sizes and yeah as I said good in both indoor and outdoor um, placements so um, yeah just something a little bit different and now yeah Ghost Gear UK are um, are getting involved or sorry Ghost Fishing UK are uh, are involved in that so they'll collect the ghost gear they'll clean it up forward it on and then yeah they'll, they'll turn them into uh, into plastic plant uh, plastic plant pots yeah that's really hard to say moving over to the Cayman Islands the Cayman Islands Department of Environment has actually put out a, a bulletin to see if people can find a particular nurse shark so it was photographed by a scuba diver the other day who found that it had got a some kind of mesh bag caught around its head so this nurse shark obviously came across this like mesh bag and there was either something inside of it that it was like sniffing at to try and find out what it's uh, what was inside and managed to get it caught over its head and now it can't be freed. There was a scuba diver who did photograph it but he said he didn't have the like any cutting equipment to cut it free or actually get it off uh, at the time otherwise he, he would have tried and um and yeah, so now the uh, the Department of Environment are quite keen for anybody to find this poor nurse shark um, in the area and free it because it's kind of covering up its gills. So um, they don't want it to effectively choke to death. So if you're if you're diving in the area and um, and you do see a, a nurse shark, it's pretty obvious this like black mesh bag wrapped around its neck. Uh, if you if you can um, just 
just free it and and of course let people know um it's a yeah it's a nurse shark so they're harmless they're non-aggressive it might swim away from you obviously and they like to like hide under under rocks and stuff but yeah if you can just do it a favor and uh, and just free it up so it, it doesn't end up killing the poor shark and sticking with sharks, a new survey reveals that one in five guys would actually risk a tussle with a shark as long as they were sure that they would survive to tell the tale and basically have a, a cool story. So this is a YouGov survey of a thousand US adults which were asked if you knew that you would survive without any long-term damage or ill effects, would you agree to be attacked by a shark just for a, a cool story and an average of 15% would say that yes they'd actually be willing to give it a go and it's around 20% of men and unsurprisingly 10% of women uh, would be willing to endure a shark attack for the bragging rights according to a new survey. So the survey was actually undertaken on behalf of the uh, the tourist agency Florida Panhandle and it also looked into respondents estimates that uh, estimation of their chances of surviving a shark attack and in the wild and people appear to be surprisingly optimistic about their chances of coming back from a fight with um with a shark um and as much as yeah scars are pretty cool and they they do last forever um like massive blood loss is not on my uh, my list of uh, to do but in my experience sharks aren't really that interested in us scuba divers especially on open circuit because we're just loud noisy strange bubbly creatures um so yeah they, they just tend to swim away from me in my experience um looking at new equipments I did see a couple bits and bobs. Uh, I'll go into uh, to Black Friday things that I've uh, I've seen online so far. But the, the I did see some new gear, and this was on uh, on social media. It was uh, it was SEAC. They've got a new pair of free diving fins called the Booster, I believe, and it's like a futuristic take on their what they call the Shout fins, and yeah, just just very modern kind of futuristic style long fins for free diving they have a fairly unique like cut out recess just in front of the foot pocket which you tend to see on a lot of scuba diving fins it helps to reduce drag and you see it on a couple of fins i think i saw an oma fin a a few years back that had this cut out um but yeah, I think the, the physics and the logic behind it is exactly the same as with like um, vented fins in that it helps to reduce drag in that key area. Otherwise, black and yellow with a very futuristic, like straight angled cut and a, a quite aggressive fishtail tip to it. Um, so yeah, if you're in the market for a new pair of, uh, of free diving fins, check out the Booster. Uh, reading up about them i saw that they actually have a new freediving mask that i don't think i've seen myself is it the raptor let me just look it up quickly yeah the raptor which is quite reminiscent of the mares viper so very low profile um but comes in few subtle colors it's not like really bright and vibrant you get the black skirt and then just around the actual glass lens you get some color accents to it but i thought that's pretty cool it's got the trident logo on it which suggests that it comes from their spearfishing range but for apnea free diving as well i'm sure it'd be perfectly fine and that was the only 
equipment that caught my eye this week but i was or i have been looking around for all black friday deals because a lot of online retailers they do black friday early um, personally i've bought a few things that are already on black friday sales myself and yeah the scuba diving industry is no different uh if you check in the description to this uh podcast if you go down through the uh, the description there'll be a um like online dive store code um not a code, a, a URL link. So if you click on that, it'll take you to your um, your local online dive center, and um, and yeah, you, you can have a look through their uh, their Black Friday deals. I found some stuff on uh, on Mike's Dive Store already. A lot of Maris stuff, and one thing that a lot of divers will probably be quite excited about is the Maris EOS Torch range. There's a bunch of them. They got a hefty discount on them. So. Good, powerful torches, the uh, the Mara's EOS range, and they got the, the 20, the 10, the 10 wide, which is more of a, um, a video light, uh, the 10LR, and the 5LZR. God, they got so many letters and numbered names. Um, but yeah, the 20 was always a very popular dive torch, and just because it's, it's really powerful, but also you can adjust the beam angle on the dive you can just rotate the head and it changes between a floodlight and a spotlight and it's got that rechargeable battery on the inside so very practical and you can just top it up as you go i see some waterproof wetsuits uh some free diving oh no they're open water swimming orca training suits mari's wetsuits uh, a few masks and bits and bobs so yeah lots of so good stuff the apex luna mini uh i dive with something very similar to that that's on offer as well um so that's a fairly expensive dive torch but yeah it's, it's on offer as is the uh, the ladies thermic that's eight mil which is definitely getting into eight mil uh, like water temperatures here in the uk the uh, the temperatures have suddenly dropped and the rain is coming out a um underwater communication unit for ocean reef full face mask so if you want to start talking to people underwater i know a lot of people just want to be quite silent and uh, and deal with their inner monologue whilst on a dive but if you do feel like chatting to someone that's uh, that's on offer and that's on a pretty good offer um ooh, heated gloves that's quite a nice one uh thermalation uh, thermolution i think they um they pronounce it heated gloves upgrade set and yeah, I could probably do with these on my dog walk, to be honest. Uh, just plug them in and warm my hands up. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few different sets on there. Uh, BCD, Aqualung Rogue, the uh, Sunto D4i, the Atomic BC2. Um, that's quite new. That's got a pretty good discount on it. And that's a wonderful BCD. It's pretty heavy, but it uses that like PVD coating. So all of the material is like hydrophobic so as soon as you get out of the water the water just sheds straight off of it very very premium bcd uh lovely uh, lovely piece of kit uh, it's atomic they always make real premium equipment um so yeah you can get a good deal on that uh also apex vx1 mask i'm surprised that's got discount on because they um they usually sell like hotcakes uh there's a cylinder uh, yeah, all sorts of bits and bobs. But yeah, if you check in the description underneath this podcast, there'll be a link. Um, oh, Shearwater Perdix is the old version. It's the Perdix 1, but 
hey, if you're not fussed about a, um, a plastic bezel instead of a, a titanium one and, and a few other upgrades, uh, then yeah, she wore a Perdix, uh, a bump helmet from Mara's XR to, uh, to mount torches and protect your head in overhead environments. Yeah, there's quite a lot of interesting stuff. The further I go, the, the better it gets. Um, but yeah, in the description, there'll be a link so you can check that out. Um, apart from looking after um, this uh, this newborn, what have I been working on? So this Saturday and Sunday, I've got a Christmas gift idea video. No, I think that went live last Saturday, to be honest. Uh, so if you're if you're unsure what to buy the scuba diver in your life. I came up with 10 like generic scuba diving gift ideas from like dry bags to magazine subscriptions, uh, all that kind of stuff to um, yeah, just give you a bit of inspiration. Or if someone's asking you for some kind of inspiration and you're not really sure what you need, you feel like you've got everything, um, then yeah, just have a quick look through that. And, uh, and that should hopefully give, give you some ideas. Um, but this Saturday, um, I did a video on liverboard tips. So just advice for going on a liverboard, because if you've never been on one, you're basically, you're, you're moving onto the boat for the, almost the entire week and you're just living on board, so, as the name suggests. So if you've never been on one, th there's a few little um, like social things that um, yeah you should know and, uh, and things that you should do and shouldn't do, just little bits to, uh, to make your life a little bit easier and kind of what to bring and what not to bring. You don't need a lot of clothes on a liverboard there. They're pretty board shorts and t-shirts and that's about it. You're not even wearing flip-flops because it's barefoot most of the time. And then on this week's Ask Mark, I was answering questions about cold water glove ideas because yeah, now the water temperature is quickly dropping. Um, and the, the diver was basically saying, I, I don't have the dexterity to adjust the seal on my mask or disconnect my BCD hose with my five mil gloves. Uh, what's a, a better alternative? The, the best alternative is a, uh, a, a dry glove system that I use in my dry suit. You can get like wetsuit versions available. I know Scuba Pro used to do one. I don't know if they still do it, but yeah, it's effectively a, a dry glove with a, um, a latex cuff seal attached onto it. So you still get a bit of squeeze, but your hands are dry, so you still have dexterity. Otherwise, what I used to do when I was teaching is I actually had an old pair of five mil gloves and I cut the very fingertips off of the, um, oh, I'm no good with the name of fingers, the, the pointer, the one that you point with, and you, the, um, the thumb. I think it was just those two. And then I actually wore a thin pair of like two, maybe three mil gloves underneath that. So now you've got thicker gloves overall. So your hands stayed nice and warm. They've got plenty of insulation, but on your fingertips, you still have dexterity. And because most of your fingers are covered anyway, you don't get like chilly fingertips. Um, but yeah, at least you're, you're still covered. So that was my recommendation. Someone was asking the difference between the, the D5 or the uh, Eon Core by Sunto and which one they should go for. They're very similar 
dive computers in their both color screens. They both have a three button user interface. The D5 is obviously a watch sized, whereas the, the Eon Core is a larger screen. The D5 has all the surface features, like it can connect to your phone so you can read messages and um, on that, and it kind of alerts. It's got a nice vibration feature, uh, which is quite handy. But when it comes down to it, the D5 is more as far as like diving features, it's more aimed at free diving. So it has the free dive apnea mode, whereas the core has the rebreather mode inside of it. Um, so that was kind of the, the main difference. They said that they, they didn't mind about the size, they weren't too fussed about the surface features, but they were thinking about going down like the technical routes down the future. So core is probably the way to go there. Someone else was asking questions about BCDs and cleaning and, uh, and storage, whether they should store their BCD with the dump valves on or off because you can actually unscrew them on most BCDs. They're, they're pretty easy. And I've, my consensus is to leave them on, especially during storage, because while it is important to remove them every now and then just to make sure that they're getting cleaned properly and there's no buildup or anything on that seal and that the seal is still just attached. Um, when you're actually storing your BCD, it's quite important to keep a certain amount of air volume inside of the bladder so the inside of the bladder doesn't like stick together when it's completely flat. It's always worth leaving a little bit of gas inside of it, not completely fully inflated to the brim because that can actually damage the seal, but just enough so that it's it's just like half full um, or half empty, depending on your outlook on life. Um, and yeah, if you remove the valves, there's no way you're gonna keep that, uh, that gas inside. Um, and the final question was about Peli cases, whether they're any good, and yes, they are very good, uh, but you do pay a premium for them. Peli cases you tend to see mainly for like, underwater cameras and like pretty fancy gear because they're very, very tough, but I, I wouldn't be like packing my, my wetsuit and my, my boots and stuff inside of them. That's a bit extravagant. Um, and they're, they're a bit more heavy compared to just a normal dive bag. But if you need some stuff inside to be protected, yeah, Peli cases are the way to go. Um, and that's it this week. Um, yeah, so I'm going to keep up with the uh, the current release schedule. So there's going to be like a top 10 video and then a uh, Ask Mark every weekend. I'm going to try and keep up with the podcast because it doesn't take up a great amount of my time. Um, but yeah, if you do suddenly see me um, looking quite tired on a video, you can tell that was um, sort of after the um, either had a bad night and uh, or a sleepless night. But um, yeah, so far so good. Um, he's, he's happy and healthy and um, he's sleeping quite well, which is quite nice. And uh, yeah, both, uh, both me and Mama are hoping that that's going to last as long as possible so that we can maintain a proper sleep schedule. Um, otherwise, remember to head over to the website, scubadivermag.com, and if you head over to scubadivermag.com forward slash shop, there's a few um, prints that are available. They're made to order, and it's for a few different underwater shipwrecks, including um, Thistlegorm and the Colne. So if you have a, a favorite uh, shipwreck out there then yeah you can have one printed and mount it somewhere which is kind of cool uh, as well as of course all the magazine subscriptions as well and um, whilst we're on that if you go to app 
www.scubadivermag.com. We're trialing a new digital version of our magazine and we're basically asking for testers to test it out basically. So there's a couple versions of the magazine I believe that are uploaded on there and it's basically a way that you can read the magazine on your mobile device on the go and yeah you can flick through articles and if you click on things then it opens up articles you can like move pages and, and sort of have a look through all the different articles and read up things lots of pictures all that good stuff um, but yeah we basically need people to, to test it out and make sure that it works uh, so yeah if you head over to app.scubadivermag.com uh, you should find that otherwise that's it for another week um, thank you for listening everybody it's um, it's nice to uh, to see everyone again feels like it's been a, a very long week here um, but yeah thanks for listening and safe diving That's practically on cue. Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And of course, safe diving.